Good morning. Sunday after davening, we share a short synopsis of the upcoming week. Shear Tanya. We are today, today Yud Beis Ador Rishon. We are in the beginning, towards the beginning of Tanya Pedik Chavtes. Tanya Pedik Chavtes is a very long Pedik in Tanya. We're going to give a short synopsis of both chapters 29 and 30, but a few words of introduction. First of all, just to know historically that when the Alter Rebbe wrote the Tanya, originally Pedik 30, the 30th chapter, was not part of Lekutei Amarim. Originally the Tanya was not written to go into print, but it was written in kontresim, in, in, in pamphlets. And the original goal was for people to have a personal writing of the Alter Rebbe that one would copy off the other. And in that phase of the, of the Sefer Tanya Kadisha, the 30th chapter was not part of Lukuti Amarim. It was not part of the Sefer of the Benini, but it was part of Igeres HaTshuva, as it will become clear, because there is a certain crossover within the theme of Chavtes and Lamid and the great mitzvah right, the, the, of doing tshuva. That's intro number one. And later when the Alter Rebbe, because of whatever reasons, and Bashgacha Pratis, and thank God and lucky us that the Sefer Tanya was brought to print, the Alter Rebbe took out what was part of Igera Satshuva and he added an entire chapter, which is good to know historically. That means that when the Tanya was still in the form of Kontresim, there weren't 53 chapters as we have today, the Gan Parakim. There were only Nun Beis Parakim. Now, we are, we are in the middle of the topic of Simcha. And as the Balshemtiv and Hasidis underlines, that the importance of Simcha can never be underestimated. That the only way we are successful Jews, we are Yidin that are, are Matzliach in doing what God wants, and you can say this in life, is when a person is in a state of joy and the person feels vitality, and you feel alive, and you feel inspired, that is when you succeed. And in the context of Tanya, you will succeed in doing and speaking and thinking what God wants. In the context of the importance of Simcha, we have something which appears to be the opposite of, and that's life. Life is complex. So after the Alter Rebbe went through Pedik Chavav and Chavzayin and Chavches, and the Alter Rebbe is giving us the tools how to counter any conceived reason why a person, he or she, might think that it's difficult for them to be joyful. And the Alter Rebbe responds to those challenges. You always have the phenomena that the person listened to the words of the Alter Rebbe and the person was not successful. In other words, after trying all of the different ideas we had up until now, the person, the fact is the person is not Basimcha. The person is very uninspired. The person, the person feels, using the words of the Alter Rebbe, that they have Timtum Halev, that their heart is clogged. They are completely uninspired. Now, to say again, the obvious, that if the reason for the person working on him or herself and still not succeeding in feeling the joy if there is a medical reason for that, a chemical reason for that, that has to be addressed on that level. 
But we're speaking about the, 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 the cases where it's not a chemical imbalance that could be and should be corrected, but it's a more of an emotional or a psychological challenge. And here Dalton Rebbe introduces a concept which is almost counterintuitive, but this is the concept. The concept is called Lev Nishbar, Ruach Nishbara. Dalton Rebbe is using words that we find in Tehillim. And where David HaMelech says is that when, you're, when your heart is broken, a broken heart equals as tantamount to a broken spirit. Dal-Tareb is saying that the spirit of unjoyfulness is an unholy spirit because Kedusha by default is joy. So any experience of sadness or depression that is choking your life, that does not allow you to do the mitzvahs, dafka b'simcha, it comes from klipa. And if the klipa took such strong hold of me that I'm unable to break out of it, so here the approach will be the opposite, which is I should break my heart even more. Wow. In other words, I should bring myself to rock bottom emotionally. And the whole Pedic Chavtez, when nothing else works, is being advised to people that they should contemplate how lowly I am. Whether it is everything that we had until now goes reversed. Whether it is because I did things that are not good. Or whether I should contemplate the lowliness of myself which is not good. And the person should feel heartbroken. And when the person is going to be completely broken because of our spiritual standings. So, Lev Nishbar. That also breaks our spirit. And if I am imbued. If I am uh, trapped in a spirit of klipa, of sadness, so when the spirit is broken, the upside of that is, is that on one hand it's very bad that you have a lev nishbar at the time. At that time, you will not feel the joy. But when you break your spirit, the good, the light after the darkness is, is that will allow the person later to experience joy. And obviously this has to be done with great care. Some people, if they are unable to get out of their depression, go break them more. Sometimes this is a terrible thing. And don't forget that the Sefer Tanya is a compilation of advice that the Alter Rebbe gave to all different types of people, that the Alter Rebbe gives to all different types of people. And you have to have a Chacham, and you have to have the wisdom, and yet today maybe you have to have also a guidance of a professional to make sure when this should be applied. But there is a time in Yiddishkeit, and that is really connected to the idea of tshuva. And that's why this used to be part of Yigeta Satshuva, that there is the time and the place that you should be in control of to contemplate, to think about the lowliness of the person in order to break our hearts, in order to break our spirit. And then, if we are then connected to a Ruach of Klippa, when my spirit is broken, so is my Klippa broken. And the person from there will bounce up into another healthy state of being more connected to godliness, which automatically translates for a person to be in a joyful mood. Now, Pedic Lamed has something amazing. Again, we're, we're, we're learning about the great exception. There's another big rule that we have in Hasidus, and there's a story from Rabzusha that everyone heard of, that Rabzusha continuously said that he is not afraid after 180, when he's going to be standing in front of God Almighty, that he is going to be compared to anyone else. Why were you not like this one or like the other one? He's not afraid of that. Because one should normally never compare oneself to someone else. God wants from you, not what he wants from someone else. Zusha, why were you not like Moshe Rabbeinu? I'm not afraid of that. 
But Zusha always said that I'm afraid that God is going to tell me, Zusha, why were you not Zusha? Because normally the rule is never compare yourself to another person. But again, in the context of what we're learning, when the goal is to achieve Simcha and nothing else worked, everything failed. So this is the exceptional scenario where you have to do a lev nishbar ruach nishbara. So if a person, we're speaking about greater people, that when they contemplate about themselves, they don't feel broken, they don't see themselves that lowly. So Daltareb and Peter Kalamit is going to say, then compare yourself to another person. And the moment you compare yourself to another person, you will always feel humbled. Because every other person in our minds is, should be viewed as greater than ourselves. And let me share with you a beautiful story that Bechaye the Alter Rebbe, who had six children, three sons and three daughters, the eldest son of the Alter Rebbe, who later became the Mittler Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe married a wife from the city of Babinovich, which is why he occasionally traveled to the city of his, of his in-laws in Babinovich. It happened to be that when he was young in Cheder, he had a Chavrusa from that city. And when they were young in yeshiva, they were both as good yeshiva bachrim, occupied with davening and learning. Later on, the Mitla Rebbe's, the Alter Rebbe's son, he continued in that world of davening and learning to the exclusion of everything else. And his chaver from Babinovich later on went into, went into the world and he was involved in the affairs of the world. And the Mitla Rebbe met him in Babinovich. And the Mitla Rebbe saw that he wasn't behaving necessarily as much as, as good as, as holy as. And the Mitla Rebbe told him words, whether they were explicit or implicit, he gave him a bissel musr. Like, you could, have, you, you could be better. So that chassid tells the Mitla Rebbe, how can you say those words to me? He says, look at you and look at me. You are the son of the Alter Rebbe. Imagine the, the thoughts that your parents had when you were conceived. Look at me, imagine the thoughts that my parents had when I was conceived. And then he, look at the upbringing that you had. Look at the upbringing that I had. Look at the ha home you come from. In other words, he was telling the Mitla Rebbe that you were given so many more opportunities. Basically, that if you would have been like me, who says you would have been as good as I am? And the Mitla Rebbe took those words to his heart. It really affected him. To the point, in a positive way, is that when this chassid of Babinovich many years later came to Liyajna, came to the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe thanked him and he told him, Yashikaya from making my battle into a chassid. In other words, when we say that, oh, who is the wise man who learns from everyone? That indeed we have to be humbled in front of any person and every person. Even if Bechitsoini is your fellow, you think is not as great as you are, but if you would have been put in their shoes, you would have been much worse than they are. And all of these are thoughts, again, with the goal of humbling ourselves, not chas v'shalom, to break ourselves, but coming back in the case where the only solution of feeling the joy is by breaking the klipa of depression, which is the worst klipa in the world, that in that scenario, pedik chavtes and pedik lamet should be learned properly and should be learned with a good chaver that's going to make sure that you break, but you don't, get, you don't, you don't disappear. And that breakage of our inner klippa will succeed in humbling our negativity, in hitting the rock bottom to bounce back up and coming back to later, Pediklamet Aleph and Pediklamet Beis, in which through this, the goal again is to always be in a state of simcha.
in order to be able to do the mitzvahs as Jews should, filled with life and filled with joy. Yashar Koyach. All right.